you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, this is a creative church podcast, and, well, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. What's up, fam? Welcome to episode 27 of I Cry in Corners. We're in season three, and we've been talking about the kingdom, what it is, how you and I fit into it, and the things that aren't a thing and the things that matter the most within the kingdom, after all. For uh, those just tuning in, here's a 10 peso version of a recap, because I love recaps and context is everything. In episode 21, we defined the kingdom. This is how we kicked off season three, and uh, we defined the kingdom and the issues that affect it the issues that affect us, and uh, all the stuff in the middle. See, the kingdom is God's work and hope for the world. The kingdom is also here, and it's now, and it's heaven on earth. And your focus in the temporal sometimes gets blurred by you issues, when in fact they're not really kingdom issues. Um, I explained this thoroughly in episode 21. And then we spent a lot, the last few weeks kind of fine-tuning what our perspective should be as kingdom people. Uh, as in episode 22, I said, quitting is not a thing, perseverance is. I continued on with busyness is not a thing, abiding is. The fast track is not a thing, the process is. Entitlement is not a thing, faithfulness is. And last week we said greatness is not a thing, goodness is. Uh, today we're continuing the Not A Thing journey, um, and I'm really excited about it. I feel like the next couple episodes, gosh, there's only like three more. This is, is it three more? Oh my gosh, we're almost done with the season. This is crazy. Um, I'm really excited about them because I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like God has some, he's not done yet. Um, also, I have a real surprise for the finale. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You're going to have to listen to it. Anyways, today we're continuing the Not A Thing journey by saying having a voice is not a thing. Yet having influence is. I'm going to explain this, so don't freak out yet. The world will tell you um, that you have to be influential, uh, hmm, or to be influential, you need a voice or a platform. But in the kingdom, you actually have to be attached to the only true influencer long before you're ever given a voice or a platform. That's why I talked about there being no fast track and not being entitled and not striving for greatness. I said this numerous times, but it fits, so I think I'm going to repeat it again. Whose you are is way more important than who you are. And being attached to Jesus, being attached to all Jesus is, is the most important thing you can ever do in your life. So that's why living surrendered and understanding the kingdom is so important. Because if you're attached to the king, you'll get the kingdom. And if you're surrendered and fully understanding of whose you are, and you understand whose you are, The voice that is cultivated through that obedience just oozes influence. Nowadays, anyone and everyone can call themselves an influencer. It's an ongoing joke in my job. All the millennials tell me I'm an influencer just to bother me because it bothers me (laughs) because I have a lot of things to say about it. But my goal at the end of this episode is to teach you how to plant your life in the only true influence, and that's kingdom soil, and that's Jesus. So if you plant yourself in the principles like perseverance and abiding, and you're focused on Jesus and the process, and you remain faithful and cultivate goodness, you'll find yourself with a voice and a platform, and that platform is going to build others. That's the goal. And you'll find that voice, oh man, you'll find that voice is cultivated in hiddenness and obedience. 
Yeah, I know. Super sexy, huh? Yep. It's still, uh, oh my gosh, how do I say this? <sighs> to have a voice, to have a platform that builds others up, you got to say yes to hard things and you got to say yes to keeping your mouth shut and you got to say yes to staying still. And then your voice one day will actually matter in eternity because you let God speak through you. You let God move through you. You let God move. And I think a lot of times when we're fighting for a voice, when we're fighting for a platform, it's because we want it and it's maybe not what God wants for us. So let's talk obedience for a second. I think obedience is underrated. (laughs) In a society where everything is fluid and truth is relative, I've noticed obedience is kind of not a thing. But it is a thing. It weighs on people's perception of their truth, so it's become like not a thing. But maybe I'm just a dinosaur. Maybe I'm old school. But obedience for me stems from respect. Like you respect, like I was obedient to my parents because I respected them. And respect stems from being a person who loves people. Uh, you'll find that the things that you respect the most, you actually really love. And uh, if love is not your goal, of course, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, <laughs> what you'll speak will not be kingdom. So obedience, respect, out of your mouth, like all those things are attached. They're like strands literally locked into each other. Just think about it. The way we now speak to people in authority, the way maybe students speak to teachers or kids speak to parents, spend five minutes scrolling through Instagram and you'll see that the speak, how people speak to each other is just super sad because we don't respect each other because we don't love each other because we really aren't obedient and surrendered to the father. That's, that's harsh. I know, but it's the truth. I feel like nobody's saying it. So I'm just going to tell you, isn't this the truth? Nobody loves each other anymore. Our goal is not love. We're not rooted in love. We're rooted in finding a voice and a platform. But that's not the thing. The thing is to be attached to the influencer if you want to be an influencer. Gosh, there's no loving conversations. Everyone's always yelling. Have you ever watched the Instagram videos? Everyone's always speaking their truth and about themselves but they really don't care about others or how their words build each other up and they're it's like their it's like their voice is a weapon and God didn't give you the ability to have a voice and the ability to influence so it'd be a weapon to tear others down he gave it to you so that you could build others up and if you want to be filled to the brim with words that build up that heal that love if you want to have a voice that matters because you're attached to actual things that matter, you first have to do what Jesus did. Okay. He had every right to speak out the story that I'm going to read today. He had every right to speak out. He had every right to use his voice. Yet he chose to remain silent and not share all the details of what he was doing. And he did it so many different times in the Bible. Jesus, the greatest example. I always talk about Jesus because you just give people Jesus and he'll do the rest. And I just... I love Jesus. So if you guys are new to the podcast and you're, or you've been here for a while and you're like, I wonder if she's going to use another Bible character. Probably not. I don't, I don't really think I'm going to. Anyways, <laughs> Jesus always, like you'll see in so many different stories, I'm going to talk about like homie was just silent. He would just be quiet. He wouldn't say that he wouldn't give all the details. Um, <clears throat> after he did some like super major miraculous things, he didn't tell everyone. He was like, shush, shush, don't tell anybody. It's not time. And not because he didn't have social media, but because it wasn't his time and he knew it. He had a big picture mindset. And when Peter called him to Christ, he told them not to tell anybody. Why? Because he had a big picture mindset. And the, and he was like, hey, let's not share these things yet. I think sometimes we think we have a big the big picture. We understand what's going on, so we need to speak up. But the reality is, is if you knew the big picture, you wouldn't say anything. 
And then there's the most famous back and forth that was with Pontius Pilate. You can find this story throughout the Gospels, but in a nutshell, after the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus finds himself betrayed, alone, and, and beaten. And when he was asked to speak on his own behalf, he didn't. And as a result, uh, he, he became the greatest example of sacrifice and love and influence without saying anything. So, you want to have influence that eventually leads to a voice that can be entrusted to speak on behalf of the kingdom? Do what Jesus did. Do what Jesus did. So here is Jesus. He's literally looking at Pilate. I'm going to read it in John 18. Um, Pilate says, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus says, are you asking me because you believe this is true or others have said this about me? I think it's super important that Jesus asked this. Let me just, a side note, Sharice is going to go off on a, a tan- oh yeah, uh, on a rabbit trail. Um, I think it's important that he asked, are you saying this or is the crowd saying this? Because I think a lot of times Jesus, even in our lives, he's trying to get through the the mud of whether we truly believe something or whether we've been influenced by something and actually believe it. Anyways, Pilate says, I'm not a Jew. Am I? Your people, including the chief priests, have arrested you and placed you in custody. What have you done? And Jesus says, my kingdom is not recognized in this world. And if this were my kingdom, my servants would be fighting for my freedom. But my kingdom is not a physical realm. Homie had some serious kingdom perspective. And Pilate says, so you are a king. And Jesus says, you say that I am. For this I have been born. And for this I have come into the cosmos to demonstrate the power of truth Everyone who seeks truth, hears my voice. So here's Jesus. Pilate at this point is like, oh my gosh, this guy's totally innocent. What are we doing? He tries to give him back to the Jewish leaders. The Jewish leaders say, nope, we want Barabbas, who's a serial killer. Uh, And Jesus doesn't say anything. He just lets them fight it out. He ends up getting like the crown of thorns put on him and they mock him and they beat him. He goes back to Pilate, doesn't really say anything. I mean, this goes on and on and Jesus just doesn't fight for himself. Even here, he's just like, look, dude, like you're not going to get it. So what's the point of me trying to explain it to you? And Jesus says nothing. I think Jesus would have been, I think at this moment, if Jesus would have had a soapbox, he would have kindly hopped on it, set them and like hopped off and then set the mic down and just kind of stared at him. Because Jesus wasn't concerned about what crowds said. He wasn't, he wasn't concerned about what the religious thought about him. The only thing he was concerned about was the father and what the father said about him. And I think a lot of times in this world, we want a voice, we want a platform, we want to be able to say something, we want some influence, we want some significance. But the truth is, is what we're trying to gain is validation from a crowd and not validation from God. Because if you had true validation and true significance and understood whose you are, you wouldn't be trying to have a voice amongst the crowd. You would be okay with being silent next to the king. And that's, Chadi, you say that you have a podcast. Man, I'm 37 years old. I've been in, I've been hidden for a very, very long time. And to be honest with you, like I could be doing so many other things, but I'm hiding behind a podcast. Yikes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm not trying to have a platform. I'm just being obedient to what God has put in my hand. The, like, I'm an extreme introvert, guys. This is really hard for me. And having a YouTube page, oh my God, can we just talk about this real quick? I loathe having to make those videos. Well, Chadi, you seem like you're having a good time. I'm, I'm not. It's like my worst nightmare. I'm sweating. I don't like the lighting. I don't like, I'm like, But I'd rather be obedient to what God is telling me to do and be obedient to what, because at the end of the day, I'm going to have to stand in front of God and he's going to go, were you a good steward with what I gave you? I gave you a voice and I gave you a platform. Were you a good steward of that? Jesus is standing in front of Pilate and he knows, he knows the bigger picture. He knows that at the end of the day, there are people attached to his yes. 
Just like there's people attached to my yes. Every DM I get, every single, every, he knew that when, he knew that every single thing he was doing, every step he took was attached to someone. If you want, ask yourself right now, I'm challenging you, ask yourself, if you want a platform, if you have a voice, if you are, if you have some kind of influence on people, are you building them up? And are you building them up for the kingdom? Or are you building them up for you? Because true kingdom influence builds others up so that they can be closer to Jesus, so that they can find wholeness, so they can find freedom. If you want to have influence that eventually leads to the voice, a voice that can be entrusted to speak on behalf of the kingdom, then you've got to dig deep into whose you are. Jesus did three things, man. He was secure, he was still, and he was silent. He was secure in whose he was. He was still in thought and in action. And he was silent, not because he didn't have the words, but because he could understand there was a bigger picture. And you're just going to have to let the desire to say something. You're just going to have to let it go. Let your roots wrap around every part of Jesus because there will be a moment. I guarantee it that you're going to be in a situation like Jesus where everyone is super loud and what you hear is a lie and you're going to be alone and you're going to be betrayed and you're going to have to stay silent and not fight back. And you're going to just have to let God fight the battle. And in your letting go and in your silence, you'll find that your strength is not measured by how tightly you hold on to things, but how well you're able to let them go. See, Jesus understood there was a bigger picture. So for him, losing this battle with Pilate meant he was going to win the war. His kingdom perspective overshadowed the temporal one. And for that, he became the greatest influencer ever. Oh. And he didn't even need a voice. He used his obedience. Like, what would that look like if we stopped trying? Like yesterday. Oh my gosh. Everyone and their mother was freaking out because Instagram and Facebook were down. Praise God. Oh my God. I, my phone wasn't going off all day long. Like, oh, everyone was freaking out. And also, you should just go look at the memes about it because it was they're hilarious about how people were totally freaking out about this. Like, you, you don't have to tell everybody what your day was, what happened in your entire day. Like, try going through an entire day with not telling everybody what's going on, and instead tell God. What would your day look like if you just literally spent the entire day not commenting on things that you don't need to comment on, not giving your opinion to things you don't need to be involved in, and just talking to God, and just doing the things that matter, and honoring the things that matter, and talking to the people that matter? His kingdom perspective always overshadowed the temporal. Does yours? He was the greatest influencer ever, and he didn't need a voice. Friends, if you get anything out of this podcast episode, get this. You need to learn to see the bigger picture. I love the verse in Proverbs that says, um, it's in Proverbs ten nineteen. it says, the more you talk, the more likely you will cross the line and say the wrong thing. But if you're wise, you'll speak less and with restraint. Jesus showed restraint. Do you have restraint? Can you be a person that when you're speaking, can you be a person that when you're faced with certain things, can you keep your mouth closed? I used to have a real big problem with this. I always had a comeback. Like, um, I always felt like I needed to have a comeback. And sadly, what that would do was it would tear people down or it would put me in a really awkward situation. Um, and at the end of the day, it just, it gave me the... It, it just put me in the wrong situation. It put it gave me a bad reputation. It um, 
it made me the person that uh, says inappropriate things all the time. And I used to think it was funny and it was, but the older you get, the more you realize that what you want your influence to be is kingdom, at least for me anyway. So let me go back to these three things. Jesus was these three things. He was secure. Okay. Are you secure in who you are? Are you secure? Can somebody at any point walk up to you and completely change your mind about something? Can you be in the middle of something incredibly important and someone just wave, just wave their hand and Jedi mind trick you into coming up with something else? Or are you set in who you are? Not only set in who you are, but set in your values. Then next week, I'm going to talk about standards and values and having boundaries. And um, are you a person that it doesn't? Your core values are set in place. And when the storms of life come, you're secure. Your roots are so, so secure. I think a lot of people that aren't secure are so worried about the fruit that they forget about their roots. And I've talked about this before in the podcast, but roots are what sustain you. They're actually what sustains you in a storm, not your fruit. And see, if you're a person that only wants a a voice and a platform and, and you're seeking that out, you want fruit. But people that are obedient and understand the kingdom, they realize that really they need to excavate and make sure that their roots are set and they're fertilizing and they're cultivating, digging deep and getting down deep because really they want to be attached to the kingdom soil that is Jesus. Be secure in who you are. Jesus was secure in who he was, even when he was facing the worst thing imaginable. The second thing is he was still. How many of us are actually still? I fidget a lot. Even now I'm fidgeting. I'm like, my hands are always moving. I'm Cuban, so I talk with my hands. I'm constantly hitting the microphone when I do this. Um, but he was still in his thought and in his action. Sometimes I'll be, I'll be still in my action, like I'll be talking to somebody and it's a stressful situation, and I'm able to like fix my face and make sure that like no one can see what I'm thinking. That takes a lot of work. But I'm like, I'm in, in action. I don't move. I don't get crazy. But in my thought life, oh my God, my mind is going a million miles an hour, and I'm building castles in the sky of like how bad things are going to be. And man, Jesus was still. He was still to the point where... I said this a couple weeks ago about rest and how it, it, how busyness is not a thing, but abiding is. And like Jesus was so about just abiding and, and understanding that he who he was attached to, that he was in full rest mode even when things were crazy. You want to learn how to be still? No, you know, it's like that. Be still and know that he is God. Like in the Bible, like you got to really know God to be able to be still. So, do you know God? Like really know him? Like Buddy the Elf know him? Like because. I only reason that I'm able to be still when bad things happen, why I'm able to not lose my ever loving mind when things get crazy. Gosh, I, I, I have the greatest example of this, but I can't talk about it yet. But the only reason is because I know God. I know him. I know his goodness. I know his faithfulness. I know that he loves me. I know that he cured me of cancer when I was 26. I know that no matter what I face in my life, he He saved my marriage. He's He's done so many things for me. I know God. So that's why I'm still. And it causes me to be secure. And the third thing was is he was silent, not because he didn't have the words, but because he understood there was a bigger picture. Guys, there's so much more going on than you can see. There's so much more going on right then. Pilate was probably looking at Jesus like, bro, I'm trying to save your life. And Jesus in the inside was going, I'm trying to save yours. There's such a bigger picture of what Jesus is trying to do. And yet we don't see it because we're so selfish. And because all we want is a platform and a voice. When Jesus is like, if you would just surrender it and give it to me, I'll give you something so much bigger than you could ever imagine. Jesus showed restraint. He showed restraint. He showed it because he was secure. He showed it because he knew that stillness was the goal and he knew that his silence would actually save lives. 
Literally, save lives. So I want you to challenge yourself this week. Check yourself. Am I truly secure in who I am? Am I truly being still in my thought life and in my actions? Or am I moving erratically and saying things I shouldn't say? Or should I just be silent? Is there a bigger picture? I wonder how many times do you sit in certain situations? I do this all the time and go, God, I'm not going to say a word. Is there, what's, what else is going on here? And he'll tell me, Chadi, this needs to move here. This needs to do this. This is what I'm seeing. And like, when you're attached to the kingdom, you get an extra vision of something. You're able to see something that other people can't see. Jesus showed restraint. He didn't speak just to speak or because he was right. He spoke only what mattered, when it mattered, and to who it mattered. So guys, make it matter. All right, fam. We've only got a few more of these left, and then um, (laughs) we're going to go into season four. I'm really excited. i got lots to share with you guys. Um, I'll talk more about it as the weeks come on of what season four is going to look like and what our season finale is going to be because it's it's a big one. I'm really excited. I'm not going to share it yet because uh, I want it to be a surprise, but you guys are going to be stoked. Um, Anyways, uh, that's really all I got today. Oh, question. Um, Hey, if you could please subscribe to the YouTubes, you already found out that it's Super Awkward Turtle, so you're not going to want to miss it. Um, And uh, if you could maybe write a review on iTunes, it helps a lot. It pushes things forward. And um, so say nice things. Make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends about I Cry in Corners. And uh, let's continue to push the kingdom forward. Let's be secure. Let's be still. And let's remain silent in the moments that actually matter because people are attached to our yes. They're attached to our obedience. And uh, that's the win. All right. Love you, weirdos.